Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. This is Zoe from Insatia. I'm Greg Browning from Crimson Shadows. This is Vicky Sarakis from The Agonist. Hey, guys, this is Thomas from Camelot, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Crank it up. Great Metal Debate listeners, we're back with another live artist interview. I'm joined today by Mark Hudson from the legendary power metal band Dragon Force. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Cool, you're welcome. How's it going? Going great, man. Well, we're at Expo 5 in Louisville, Kentucky on, I think it's the third night of your month-long tour throughout North America supporting Camelot. How have the first few nights been? Uh, they've been great, actually, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we've obviously done two shows so far, so it's early days. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the fans' reception has been amazing, as always, in America. And uh, this is actually the second leg of the U.S. tour, because we've done it uh, a previous run with Camelot. And we had such a blast, and we had to come back and do all the cities we've missed. And I think everyone's appreciate, appreciating that whole thing right now. So, yeah. Speaks well for your relationship that they asked you to come back on that second leg. That must have a good good rapport with the folks in Camelot. Yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, we get on with them personally, and I think musically, they're kind of like, uh, they're different from us, but there's some kind of crossover in there as well, so it's a good thing for the fans to see. Like, they have this whole package of their kind of stuff and ours, and they kind of complement each other, I think, so, yeah. I totally agree, and especially given that both your recent albums, Camelot's Haven and your release, Maximum Overload, in my mind, both have similar themes as far as kind of a look at a dystopic nature of modern society. Lyrically, both of them touch on those themes. Is that anything that you all have talked about, about those similar themes in your music? Actually, uh, not between the bands we haven't, no. I'm aware that that's what their album is about, and it, uh, but we haven't actually spoken about it, which is kind of odd. But yeah, I guess they... Uh, uh, yeah, that's just, that's just the case. But we, yeah. Well, it's been uh, over a year, I think, since Maximum Overload was released. Looking With a little time now, looking back, are you pleased with the response, both from fans and critics? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Maximum Overload has been like a kind of evolution from the previous album before that, The Power Within. Um, and I think... The Power Within was kind of my chance to show people what the new singer can do. And then Maximum Overload just allowed me to build on top of that. So I think this album is way more kind of impressive than the first one in a different way. I think uh, Power Within is kind of like really well-written songs, lots of headspace in the, in the songs and stuff. And this one's just kind of a more extreme version of that. And I think the fans have definitely grasped that and, and enjoy it for that. Well, I want to ask about the North American fans in particular coming back to North America. I mean, do you feel like you're getting a, a strong response, despite the fact that well, both you and Camelot, your style isn't what typically people think about as U.S. or American metal? Yeah, I mean, I think considering that, yeah, everyone's, the reception seems to be amazing here. And uh, I think maybe they find us unusual to be from England and playing <laughs> such extreme music and stuff. But uh, the fans are honestly great every time we come back here. It's always the same, always an amazing reception, yeah. Now, Dragon Force, as a band, you all have kind of an international flavor with members from different nationalities and backgrounds. Mm -hmm. uh, to your mind, does that play a part in the creative chemistry of the band? Um, I'm not too sure uh, that the um, that the origins of each member is really what what uh, plays a part in the 
in the kind of creativity side. It's more the influence of each person. Because, um, for example, in our band, we've got Fred, the bass player, who's kind of more into the kind of black death metal stuff. There's Sam, who's really into his kind of catchier, more melodic things. And, and I think that's really what actually makes the sound what it is. It's not really so much where we're from, I don't think. So you, unique blend, but not necessarily just based on origins. Yeah, that's pretty much what I think, yeah. Now, a few months ago, we spoke with Toronto-based band Crimson Shadows. They cited you all as a huge influence, indeed saying they wouldn't have begun playing metal if it weren't for you. Uh, what does it mean to you when younger musicians cite the band as an influence? Well, that's really cool. And actually, I do know Crimson Shadows because uh, we played with them, I think, on my first tour of America. Okay. So, yeah, I think we played uh, uh, in New York. I can't remember the name of the place now. Um, uh, I want to say it, but I can't think of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's really cool. And the funny thing is, I'm actually younger than them. So oh. for me, it's kind of like that's that's awesome. But they've obviously been inspired by the back catalogue of Dragon Force stuff. But either way, I'm so happy that someone can appreciate our music so much that they want to do it themselves. That's that's such a cool thing. Now, your latest album, Maximum Overload, was released last year. We talked about that. Since then, you've also released a live DVD in the line of fire. What made the band decide to produce a live DVD? Um, I think it's basically because we've been playing shows for so long and we haven't actually released anything that people can watch that's, you know, nicely produced or anything like that. And um, the fans have been asking for it. They've been asking for it for years. So basically we took the opportunity at um, uh, Loud Park Festival 2014, where it's so Saitama Super Arena in Tokyo, which is a massive, massive place. Well, actually, is it Tokyo? No, Saitama is another place. Um, but yeah, it's like 20,000 people, um, and we thought, this place is good. The Japanese fans are amazing. We need to capture this, and that's what we want to put on our DVD. And I think the show we did actually was really good, so we had to do it, pretty much. And are you a fan of live albums? Is that something that you listen to? Honestly, no. no not really. Um, uh, I, I don't know why. I prefer to hear the polished, the, the, the thing that, they, that the artists are wanting you to hear. I like to see bands live, but I would always choose to listen to you know, if they come to my town, I'll definitely go see them. But I prefer to listen to studio albums than live, just because I think that's more of an accurate representation of what they were trying to do. You know what I mean? Because like live, some things can go wrong, and blah blah blah. And I, I like to hear the what they're what they're actually aiming for, kind of thing. That's interesting. That's one of the biggest debates in the great metal debate we have is between yeah. folks who have a different different ideas about that. So I'm curious, interesting from an artist's point of view, what, what your take was on that. I mean, it's still interesting to see the live performance because I know that people, uh, you know. Uh, Improvisation happens on stage quite a lot. People choose to, do, you know, do different uh, vocal lines or guitar solos and things. That's always interesting to see, and it's always good to see if they can do what they're doing on the album properly. So that's cool. But um, as far as like for just pure listening enjoyment, I prefer to go for the studio stuff. Just personal preference. Okay. Mark, getting serious with you for a moment. The tragedies in Paris uh, coincided with the beginning of this tour. Beyond obviously sympathy for the victims and their families, uh, does an, an event like that make you all think more about security at concerts? Yeah, I mean, actually, the the night that it happened was the night that we started in uh, Fort Lauderdale, so that was the first show we did, and um, and we know the venue that they that the tragedy occurred in. That yeah, yeah, because we played there in 2012 already. Wow. And, um, and yeah, it's a, it's a huge concern about security. But, I, again, there's not really much you can do about that, I don't think. Because, I guess, if people want to do that kind of thing, there's, we're not really equipped for that situation. Um, 
but yeah, the, the whole thing was absolutely awful. And and Fred, our bass player, is actually from France, and he had a friend who was there who didn't make it, so oh, wow. it was it was horrible. And like uh, last night, we were on stage and we were talking about it, and it was really emotional and stuff. But but one thing that we're going to do, um, just as a kind of mark of respect for everyone that was kind of involved in it is every night where we're doing this thing where everyone holds their lights up and stuff and we take pictures of it and stuff so that's our little thing that dragon force are doing posting every single day for the tour you know just because it's horrible and uh <laughs> there's herman walking uh, uh yeah just because it's it's an awful thing and obviously uh but as far as security is concerned i don't think that's really anything that can be done about that well, now, lightening things up a little bit, we do like to have questions from fans to pose to you folks. Uh-huh. And uh, Mark from Shepherdsville, Kentucky, uh, asks, well, first he says, my name is Mark as well. He has that in common with you. Sure. When I first heard the first track on The Power Within, Holding On, you built this Halford-like scream at the beginning, which is an excellent way of introducing yourself as a new lead singer of Dragon Force. How hard was it to hold that, that long without straining yourself and going out of control? <laughs> um actually funny enough that that particular bit was something that wasn't written for the album that was a a bit of improvisation actually so um i came in uh uh, sam sent me the intro like the guitar stuff and i just thought i can scream over this let me just try something so i i sent him a like an audio file back and he's like that was pretty good can you just come in and do it and yeah i mean it took a couple of takes but that pretty much happened straight away and that was it was cool because it was a completely organic thing that it wasn't planned or anything and it just kind of made it and i thought i can't let the new fans just hear me singing normal stuff i have to do something extreme at the beginning the first track so that's pretty much why i did it but it's a tough note i have to admit that last note is very hard so it's kind of takes a lot of um uh yeah kind of preparation and stamina building up the time to actually better do that but yeah made an influence on your fans certainly that's cool yeah. i'm really glad and, and also just to be uh you know uh, referred to in the same sentence as halford is, is really cool so that's cool well, starting to wrap up with you, after finishing this current North American tour with Camelot, what plans does the band have for the remainder of the year and on into 2016? Well, um, for the re- remainder of the year, we're doing this tour, obviously, and then uh, we come back December 15th or something for Christmas. And then um, next year, we have a couple of festivals lined up, which have been announced already, uh, yeah. European ones. So, yeah, you can find them online. Um uh, we are doing 70,000 tons of metal in Miami. I think that's February, is it? Or January, February. Um, apart from that, uh, eventually we're going to start working on our next album. But again, we can't really say a whole lot just yet because we're just uh, so in the middle of this tour. So we're just going to finish this and see what happens next. But we've got a lot of things planned for t- 2016. Yeah. So just get no promises, but wetting the fans' appetite as far as what's coming up. Pretty much, yeah. My hands are a bit tight as to what I can say because I don't know what we've announced or we haven't. So I just uh, there's a lot of stuff coming your way. So yeah. excellent. Well, uh, finally today, Mark, how can fans best access music and merchandise to purchase from Dragon Force? How can they best access it? Um, Websites or what? Yeah, for purchasing. Um, I don't know, it depends on personal preference, whether you want an actual physical copy of albums or vinyls and stuff, or if you want to go down the iTunes route, but um, I would always push on the physical copies, because I, myself, I go to shops, I like to buy them, you know, and have the thing in my hands and read the book and all that kind of stuff, that's my thing, but, uh, so I, I would recommend, you know, Amazon, those kind of websites, I don't, in fact, I don't know if you do that over here, you must have Amazon, yeah, 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 yeah that kind of stuff, but um, don't use Spotify, don't, don't do that, <laughs> 
We want to get paid for it soon. And certainly uh, they can come out to this tour, see you all live, and purchase a copy live at the venue. That's the best way to do it, yeah. So if you're in the area, come and see us and then go buy an album, yeah. Well, Mark, I so appreciate talking with you. I've heard so much good things about this band. This will, Tonight will be my first time to see you live, and I am so looking forward to it. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you came, man. That's, that's really good. Cool. Thank you.